0: Good morning Church. Welcome to our Family Together Online Service. You know We are so glad to have you to join us and wherever you are, just light up the chat room and tell us you know, where you come from and just type in uh, to say uh, Amen or praise the Lord and interact with us. Okay. Now, we are now in the you know, uh, a standard phase of CMCO. Now, some of you may have started work uh, while some are still in the uh, home. And, uh, you know, we, we are right now uh, having this uh, time where it is, it is the first time in our lifetime that we are experiencing this lockdown. Now, I know that we have you know, been grounded before for the wrong choices that we make in our life, but never been locked down. So, you know, this uh, uh, adjustment that we need to make right now with the new norms and uh, there are some questions maybe looming in your mind. You know, what are you know, the areas that I can you know, cross over this unprecedented time? What steps should I take you know, to cross over these uncharted waters? Starting from this week, we are going to start with the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. Now, if you have been following our uh, sermons uh, since January this year, you may know that we have uh, uh, studied on the book of uh, Haggai and just from the two chapters we have uh, you know draw out so much powerful truth. Now just imagine you know as we look into these uh, two books of uh, Ezra and uh, Nehemiah. It is uh, these three books are in the same era of the post exilic time. And uh, I want to believe that it's going to be, uh, you know, a wonderful study that we can draw out more powerful truths that can help us, you know, to face the uncharted waters in the days to come. Now who is Ezra? Ezra, he was a scribe, a priest, and a teacher. And the name Ezra means, the Lord is our help. And Nehemiah means, the Lord is our comfort. Now just imagine. This, the meaning of these names sounds so inviting. And there is one thing that is common from this Ezra time and for both of us right now, is both are going through the times of uncharted waters and both are going through uncertainties of our future. So since Ezra and Nihibanya have navigated through their uncharted waters, it is wise for us to, to learn from their experience and apply it in our times. For God, you know, sent Ezra and Nehemiah yeah, to help and to comfort the people. And right now, God, what do we have? We have the manual. That is the Word of God to help us to, you know, to go through. So are you ready to receive his message. So, if you are, you may be in your living room or study room. And I want you to engage with us by lighting up the chat room with comment like Amen, praise the Lord or on anything that, uh, you know, the points that speak to you. Now today, as we say, we are going to look into extra chapter 1 and chapter 2. And let's begin by, you know, reading the word of God together. Now, if you have a Bible or you can follow me from the screen in front of you, I'm going to read from Ezra chapter 1, verse 1 to 8. Now, it says in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout this realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Now any of us, his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free offerings for the Temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Verse 8, Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by Meredith, the treasurer, who counted them out to Shazbaza, the Prince of Judah. Okay, now today my sermon title is God Our Promise Keeper. Now talking about promise, recently we have a lot of sighting in the skyline of Kuala Rumpur. Yeah, There were wonderful rainbows. Can, can, can you see this rainbow, isn't it beautiful? And it's so comforting to see rainbows. When we talk about rainbow, when we see rainbow, it just, you know, tell us that it is God's promise that is affirming us. And we want to take this and believe this, that God is watching over our land. Amen? Yeah. So, you know, when we are going to look at three points of this uh, sermon today, and we are going to look at how does God keep his promise? Number one, God keep his promise through his word. Now we need, you know, as we have read in verse 1 of, uh, of this Ezra chapter 1, it says that the Cyrus king of Persia in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. Now here we see that God made a promise to his people and what does he promise uh, uh, them through the word of Jeremiah? Now let us look at Jeremiah chapter twenty-five, uh, verse eleven, and he says that Israel and her neighboring lands will serve the king of Babylon for seventy years. Now it is also said that in Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse ten, and I read here he says that this is what the Lord says: You will be in Babylon for seventy years, and but then I will come. And I and uh, do what and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. Now we can see that this promises is true, and it is mentioned two times in the book of Jeremiah, and it is also you know about God's people. It's about God's people who were exiled into Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. For how long were they exiled? 70 years. That's right. You know, so 70 years is up right now. You know, the, the people are, those are in captivity. They were counting the days and uh, they know that the time is now and it's up. So they are looking forward for God to fulfill his promise. And, you know, and what happened? That they are what promise is that they are waiting for god to release them from the exile and go back to their homeland so did god fulfill his promise of course god did you know god remember what he promised to them so he moved the heart of king cyrus and what did king cyrus do in fact you know it, it, that uh, the very first year of king cyrus reign he, yeah, he uh, promi- He carried out the promise of God without any delay. It was God's agenda for Cyrus priority to act. Now in this uh, post, uh, CMCO. Now maybe you know many of people are going through a time you know of, of struggles and challenge, uh, challenging times where they may be losing their job or struggle to fulfill their commitments. And business owners, they are facing, you know, this challenging of, uh, of paying their, uh, you know, the staff or cash flow for the coming months. And uh, the business uh, stability and sustainability have to be looked into. And they have to re, uh, re-look into making decisions for their you know, budget and also the company future. Now the question is, uh, are bursting out, there are a lot of questions that's flaring out from our heart and says, God, where are you? Don't you see my struggles? Are you there? Knock, knock. God, are you there? Yeah? And will you show up to help me? Oh, this is what is crying out from your heart. Now, today I want to encourage you. Now, as God kept his promise to Ezra, God will keep his promise in your time too. Now you may ask, what are the promises of God? Yeah, where can I find these promises? My friends, you can find the promises in this book. This is the Bible that is full of God's promises. And there are more than 5,000 of God's promises right here. So, right here. So, when you start believing the word of God, when you start believing that this word is there, you know, to, to, to give us the promise and we grab hold on them, this is your opportunity to see the fulfillment of God's promise. Now, let me give you some examples of God's promises, yeah, we can find in the Bible, chapter one of Peter, oh sorry, one Peter five seven. It says, "Give me all your worries and your cares to God, for He cares for you." Yeah, Proverbs chapter three verse five to six. It says, "You know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and lean not in your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to Him." and He will make your path straight. Now in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, this is the very word of Jesus. And He says, Come to me, those of you who are weary and uh, burdened, I will give you rest. Psalm 23, verse 4, as you know this verse by heart, that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil. Why? Because God says, I am with you. And my rod and my staff, that they will comfort you. And Psalm 2, verse 7. This is a very good verse that you must remember. It says, God is my strength and my shield. And, you know, and he will shield me from every danger. When I fully trust in him, help is on the way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, there are so many God's promises and this is some of the example that I've given you. And there are many more thousands, yeah, uh, that you can, you can look into the Word of God to get hold of this uh, 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 Word, the promises. And uh, as you do that, taking steps to trust in the Lord and get hold of whatever... Trials and circumstances that you are facing, you can draw from the word of God and believe it and let the word of God sink into your heart to trust him. Now there is more, there's one more powerful verse I want to release to you. Are you ready to receive it? Yeah? Are you ready? Do you want it? Come, let me show you. You know, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Yeah? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. I will make every word I give you come true. Whoa! This word is so powerful, so affirming. You know, God means what he says. This is his promise. I will make every word I give you come true and surely he will make it come true. Hallelujah! Are you excited with the word of God? You know? Are you recited about the word of God? I want to sh- Yeah. Yeah. And if you are, just type into the chat room and uh, give your command and say, "Hallelujah! Amen. God's word is indeed true." Amen. I want to share with you a testimony of this businessman. Brother Tek Singh faced a challenging time during the 1997 to 1998 recession. You know, the, the businessman then like him were facing financial crisis. Now, one day, this bank manager came to, to visit him and told him that the head office had uh, given an ultimatum to him that he has to settle all his outstanding interests. If not, the bank will pull back all the facilities that is worth a few million ringgit. Now Brother Dick Singh told, told him that, Don't worry, I have a rich father. And the bank manager replied and says, If you have a rich father, call him quickly to settle your problem. Now when the bank manager went went back, and this uh, reality uh, started to to sink in, and Brathek was gripped with fear, and he shared this to his wife, uh, Sister Tinky. And both of them came before the Lord and prayed, sought the Lord and cried out to the Lord for help. Now they have a piece of land which they tried to sell yeah, two years ago and uh, nothing happened. But you know, you know something beautiful happened. After they prayed, one buyer came to the office and showed great interest to purchase the land. And you know what? Yeah, this is a miracle and they transacted that deal that day. And, uh, you know, they managed to bang in the check within the deadline given to them. Now the next day, the bank manager called Brother Dixing and says, Mr. Tan, you have a rich father. Yeah, We have received the payment from him. Indeed, you have a rich father. Now the question is, do you have a rich father? Do you have a rich father? like Brother Texing, who depended on. You know, is he the same father that you and I have? That this father that Jesus says that, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And if he is the same father that you and I have, can you trust him that help is on the way? Now, let us learn from Brother Texan and Sister Stinky's uh, situation. Not just hearing the story, but how can we apply from what they have learned? They say, as a Christian, they are thankful to God for the Word of God as their reference point. And secondly, when they sought the Lord, He says, God assured their heart and re- they receive, you know, ideas. And guidance from the Lord. And so, what can we learn from them? First, use the word of God as a reference point. Secondly, when you seek the Lord, you will, you know, you will be you will experience peace, assurance in your heart, and direction from God. Can you see the importance of God's word? Past, you know, in this uh, Psalm 119, verse 105, He says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah? Your breakthrough is found in the word. Yeah? Your breakthrough is found here in the word of God. Now it's like fighting this uh, uh, COVID-19 virus. The stronger your immune system, the stronger you can fight. Yeah, the weaker your immune system, the weaker you know you will be weak to fight it. So in the same way, the stronger the Word of God is in you, you can draw it out from your word bank and trust God to overcome your situation. You know, overcome your fears, overcome your doubts. So when you depend on God and take hold of His Word, take hold of His of his promise through his word. What happened? Help is on the way, and he will take care of your situation. Secondly, how can God keep his promise? God keep his promise through his provision. My friends, God will provide for you. Now man can promise us many things, yeah? but they fail to deliver, just as we often say. The best of man is only man at his best. But I want to show you that God, yeah, you can depend on God. Whatever God promised, he will deliver. Just look at Cyrus. He, you know, he, was, he was a non-believer. And God used King Cyrus to provide for his people. How did he provide? Number one, he provided all the resources needed financial support and also he summoned all the neighbors to give free will offering to build the temple. Secondly, he returned all the temple's utensils belonging to God by Nebuchadnezzar, taken by Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So what happened? Just imagine these utensils yeah were were placed in their pagan temple for the past 70 years and it's crazy. Yeah for King Cyrus to, uh, to instruct all the pagan priests to remove all the items from the temple and right now return it to the Jews so that they can use it for their, you know, for their worship in, you know, uh, when they return to Jerusalem. Friends, God can provide for you too through the unprecedented time with unprecedented means. In the coming days, have no fears. Yeah for for he who says he is your Jehovah Jireh he will be your provider only God can do all this loa biasa unexpected ways he will certainly provide a solution in your situation just like in the time of Paul you know he experienced God's providence and he concurred in chapter Uh, 4 of Philippians and verse 19. He says the same God who takes care of me Will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah Hallelujah, he did it before he will do it again. Hallelujah, praise the Lord Now if you're in the chat room just type it and says he did it before he will do it again now say this with me everyone yeah and type it out in this in your chat room and says god keep his promise through his word god keep his promise through his provision and why because he is my jehovah jireh god our supplier or our provider god our provider thirdly how does god keep his promise yeah? God keep His promise by sending people to encourage you, to support you, and to help you. Let's look in Ezra chapter two. God raised Zerubbabel to lead the exile back to Jerusalem, and and Zerubbabel was so encouraged by the people, you know, for God has moved the hearts of these people, fifty thousand of them, who were willing to uproot you know, their families and trust God's promise to join Zerubbabel to return to Jerusalem. Now the journey was 900 miles away. Yeah, it is not like our road, yeah, the highway that we have, it is not easy to travel at that time. And yet, when they travel, you know, they encourage one another yeah, and, uh, and to, take, uh, to take one step at a time to reach the destination together no there are also different generation the young children the adults, yeah and also the senior citizen but they supported and helped one another to reach Jerusalem together so whatever you are going through right now you are not alone eh? you are not alone Type it there, you know, type in, your church, uh, in the chat room, yeah, and encourage everyone and say, You are not alone. Hallelujah. Now we have seen how God, yeah, uh, used Cyrus to provide, yeah, to provide his people and also to fulfill his promises. Yeah, Cyrus, as I said, he was an unbeliever and yet God. Uh, fulfill his promise by giving help from, you know, Christians or non-Christian alike. He will bring the help and support for you too. Notice, God is in control, yeah, and nothing can stop him. Nothing can stop him to reach out, yeah, to help you and to support what you need. The God that Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel believed, the God that Zerubbabel believed is the same God we believe. He will do it. Yeah, the same. He will do. He will do the same to lead you through. For our God, He is a faithful God. Our God is a good God. So whatever He promised, He will deliver. He delivered yesterday. He will deliver today, and He will deliver tomorrow. Just as it's worth saying, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Now, I would, I would like to share with you a story about this couple. In year two o three, Sunny and Mary, you know, have a, a situation where they, they were so desperate. Why? Because the business that they were in, they were not doing well. And they were looking for new opportunities. And, and I remember they you know, wanted to take over a, a shop that is a, a food business. And it makes sense right? to transition from his bakery business to food business. And when he shared with me and some of the cell members, yeah, we started to pray for him. And when we pray or, or when I pray, I sense that this is not for them and they have to wait. So I told Sunny about this, that they should not go in into this food business and wait for the Lord. And I remember he told me, yeah. and he reacted and says, Now, Brother Gilbert, if, uh, if I don't take over this shop, can you tell me what can I do? I don't have an answer for him. But all that I know is, he has to wait. Now Mary, his wife, she, you know, said how she turned to God. She went to a toil- to the toilet, and uh, you know where no one can see her or hear her. And she, all she wants is to hear from God. And she cried out to God and praise the Lord. The Lord whisper a word to her and affirm her, and uh, not only give her a new business idea but also give her a word and in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1 he says that I am your shield, I am your great reward. Now praise the Lord they did not take up the shop and uh, both of them started to do this you know, catering business from their home and they started very small and, and after about six months yeah, that was an, an opening uh, opportunity for them. Their daughter, you know, introduced her friends to them. They these friends are running, uh, you know, this uh, franchise uh, food chain, and they like the dish and they secure the contract to supply all the you know all that's required in the food chain restaurants. Now what happened? Yeah, after six months, you see that they are. You know, they waited from the Lord and right now they are selling few hundred, you know, few hundred to a thousand servings a day. Just imagine that, you know. So both of them secured the contract to supply this food recipe as the food change uh, outlet's signature dish. So when Sunny and Mary waited on God's uh, timing, God was not late. But they got the best deal. Yeah, they run their food business without having to pay any rental, uh, and they were spared from hiring workers. And they were, uh, they were selling daily a few hundred or a thousand servings a day. Oh, praise the Lord! God fulfilled His promise, you know, by what to pray, Mary, and He indeed was the shield and rewarded them. Richly. Now in Sonny and Mary's situation, we see God send people from their cell group and friends of the daughter to encourage and uh, to support and to help them uh, to get through the situation. My friends, how will you respond to your situation? Yeah. How will you respond to God in your situation? Now I'm not saying that you, know, you do nothing. And wait for things to, yeah, to fall from the sky. Look at Brother Texing and uh, Brother Sunny. Yeah? Brother Texing had you know uh, have a land and uh, and God opened up a, an opportunity that the land to be sold. And for Sunny, yeah, he started very small yeah, by delivering maybe 10 to 20 servings a day and uh, while waiting for God's yeah, uh, promise to be fulfilled. So your situation may be very different from this illustration. But we have the same God and, and to, you know, to steal the storm that you are in. He will steal the storm that you are in. And He can steal the storm that you are in. Now you can have all the hate knowledge about God you know that god is trustworthy that god is a promise keeper that god is in control but nothing will happen until you step out you know from your uh, from your present position and move in yeah move in into your closet or to your toilet to cry out to him and until you hear the whisper of god and you know to give you a word or yeah, to guide you to move forward. That is when you have, you know, the grab hold or what of the word of God. That you know when, and then you wait, you wait for help. And and I promise you, the help is on the way. Now remember, it is His promise word, and as you wait on Him, help is coming. Let me let me summarize by referring you back to these three points. How does God keep His promise? Number one, God keep His promise through His word. Number two, God keep His promise through His provision. And number three, God keep His promise, yeah, by sending people to encourage you, to support you, and to help you. Now I want to encourage you with this last word that is found in Ezra chapter two verse seventeen, and it says, "This last word says." all that all the Israelites found a place to live all meaning 50,000 people you know who obeyed God and returned to Jerusalem and what happened they found a place over the, you know over their head yeah and they found a place to live Now before before they you know they started their journey yeah there was so much uncertainties and insecurities. They do not know what to expect, whether they will have a place to stay a roof over their head. But now, you know, know, the word says that God provided for all of them and and they have nothing lack. I believe when the 50,000 people saw how God provided for them, A spark, you know, in the spiritual, there was a spark of spiritual revival in their hearts that day for experiencing the God that they believe is a good and faithful God. My friends, you have the promises of God in your hand. And when you are willing to submit to Him and then, you know, take hold of His word, what will happen? As in the time of Zerubbabel, God provided for all these fifty thousand people, yeah. And do you think God can provide for you today? Can God provide for you, friends? You can count, yeah, on God to do the same to you too, to provide a shelter over, you know, over you and also over your family, yeah. There will be no land. Hallelujah. There will be no land. Amen. You know, as God, you know, as God has provided for fifty thousand people, God can provide for you today. Can someone just, you know, praise the Lord? Just thank the Lord for what He's doing, and you know that what a wonderful God and Saviour that we have. Do you know who is who is He? He is God. Yeah, He is God, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And He is your promise keeper. Amen. What an awesome God that we believe. What an awesome God that we, you know, that we serve. You know, I, right now, I just want to, to thank the Lord, just to praise Him and, and just worship Him for all the goodness that He has done in our life and all the promises that He has prepared for us. Let us take this time to just thank Him Thank God for his love. Thank God for his goodness. Anything that you can think of, come let us just rise up wherever you are. Rise up and just thank the Lord for he is a wonderful God. Amen. Amen. Do you believe what you just said? That God is your way maker. That he will make a way for you. And he is your miracle worker. For He what he has done for Mary and for Sonny and also for Brother Texan. He can do it for you, for He is your promise keeper. Yeah? He will fulfill what He promised and He will, you know, make a path for you that you can walk out, you know, from, yeah, from the darkness to the wonderful light that God has for you. Isn't He a wonderful God? Amen. Now in closing, I want to encourage you with this last Psalm of David, where David sum up his personal uh, life experience uh, with God. And this is what he says. In Psalm 145, verse 13: the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. May you experience him and echo the same as David did. May you experience him and echo the same as they did. Now, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I want to pray for every listener that received your word today. Whatever situation that we are going through, we thank you that we can trust in your word because all your promises are true, yes and amen. Thank you for providing a way where there seems to be no way, and Lord, Thank you that you are working something good for us and you fill our hearts with your peace and Lord, that we can rest in you. For we know that you are doing something even though we don't see it or we don't feel it, but you are working on it for you are our promise keeper. And now, may the love of our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the wonderful fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Have a wonderful week, stay safe and stay strong in the Lord.
1: Some of you may have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Saviour. The Bible tells us that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved, and you will have eternal life. Today, if you want to receive Jesus, why don't you follow me in this prayer? Father God, I confess I am a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross for my sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and accepting me as your child. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.